in the morning. After causing the Miskatonic University massacre, Dr. Herbert West has been serving a prison sentence for the past 14 years. Far from overcoming his scientific obsession with bringing dead organisms back to life, he has no choice but to continue his experiments on the only specimens he can find in his cell, rats. When Howard, a new young doctor, comes to work as the prison MD and requests his assistance, Dr. West discovers the young protege has something he left behind 14 years ago. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Bros. Here are your B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are. It's July, and we're continuing on with unnecessary sequels, because I guess I like to torture myself. Um, we started out the month with uh, The First Purge. Um, what you just heard was the back of the DVD cover for Beyond Reanimator from 2003. Let's dive right into this shit with uh, our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Let's let's start with the good. Yeah, it, it was. I'm sure we can find, find a few good things about this film. Uh, uh, num- sure. Number three. Uh, the character Howard, his his name was actually Howard Philip, which is a nod to H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. His real name being Howard Philip Lovecraft, who actually wrote the original short story Herbert West Reanimator. Number two. There's a decent amount of gore in this film. Like, I can't argue with it. Like, there's blood. There's eyeballs and hands and, you know, people cut in half and stuff. There's there's a good bit of gore. Oh, yeah. That's one thing they did right. Number one, Herbert West. Played perfectly, once again, by Jeffrey Combs. Delivering lines as only he could. All right, number three, I actually had the same um, number three. Herbert West's sidekick um, was named Howard Phillips, uh, which was um, actually a reference to H.P. Lovecraft, because his, the H.P. stands for Herbert Phillips. Howard so, Phillips. Howard Phillips, whatever. Herbert, I, mean, I mean, you know, I, I could get Herbert West and Howard, and Howard Phillips Lovecraft, like, combined and get that. That would actually be pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, what if that's, like, an alternate universe, like, H.P. Lovecraft, where Lovecraft actually did, like, reanimate people and shit? They fused together and became Herbert Lovecraft. Alright, number two. This isn't really so much as a movie, but more of a test to see if um, there's still enough public interest to continue the reanimator series. And while it was obviously unsuccessful, because there hasn't been one since then, I can at least appreciate the attempt. And number one, Jeffrey Combs reprised his role as Herbert West, which was, of course, amazing. And had they casted anyone else, this movie would have been completely unwatchable. Yeah, but before we go into the bottom three, I just have to say, on the back of this, it says, like, after causing the Miskatonic University Massacre, wasn't, wasn't that the first movie? Yeah, I so think were they, they, is this like their nixing Bride of Reanimator here? That's what that's what it sounded like. I mean, they don't explain how he survived the whole flying head of uh, Doctor Hill from um, Bride of Reanimator. They just kind of said, "Yeah, fuck it, we're just going to continue on with it." So I assume they kind of retconned it a bit. Oh, okay. I I was just a little curious there. So uh, I digress. Back to the bottom three. Uh, number three for me. West is the only returning character, and all the replacements for the original cast are fucking atrocious. You've got Dr. Howard Phillips, who is a poor representation of Dan. You've got the warden, who is 
an abysmal version of Dr. Carl Hill. And you've got the reporter as, you know, a replacement for Barbara Crampton. You can't replace Barbara Crampton. Nope. Can't really replace um, any of those guys. Number two. Except maybe Dan. He was kind of boring, but, you know, Howard did worse. Number two, what, what is it with West reanimating his nemesis? Like, he, Dr. Carl Hill wanted to steal his, you know, ideas and everything. So Herbert West murdered him and then brought him back to life. Like, horrible choice. Same thing in this one. The warden wanted West dead, wanted him incarcerated forever. West killed him. Oh, guess I'll bring him back to life. What what bad could that do? West, you are so smart. Why don't you learn from your mistakes? I mean, at least with Dr. Hill, he reanimated him to see if he could just reanimate certain body parts. So, you know, just bringing back a head must be easier than bringing back an entire body. So that made some sense, but this is just dumb. And number one, spoiler alerts, guys, in case I didn't spoil anything for you already. The warden's master plan after being reanimated is to reanimate other inmates so that they can be executed indefinitely because they don't suffer enough from being executed just once. Yeah, what a waste of immortality. Like, if, if I could bring people back from the dead, that, of course, that, that would be my first thought. Oh, let's just, you know, keep killing them over and over and over. I mean, I guess if you're kind of stuck in, you know, a on death row, you know, you may as well, or working on death row, you may as well just, like, test out the equipment as much as possible, make sure it works um, over and over again. Just being responsible with the equipment. Fucking Marquis de Sade. Alright, number three. The film is way more comical than the other two, which really made the whole thing seem like a cheap imitation of a great film, and it's decent sequel. Reanimator always had comedic elements, most notably in regards to Herbert West's social, social ineptitude, but it really wasn't a comedy. This movie tries to be funny throughout the entire film, and it really doesn't work. Most of the jokes were really kind of off and forced, and it really just made the whole thing feel dumb. This didn't feel like a Reanimator film at all, except for the fact that Herbert West was in it, and that he was bringing people to life, but it didn't have the same feel. Number two, other than Herbert West, I couldn't have cared less about any of the other characters in this film. Howard had the stupidest and most contrived motivation for working with West as his assistant, and every character not played by Jeffrey Combs was annoying, one-dimensional, and just took screen time away from Jeffrey Combs. In fact, this whole movie would have been a lot better if they had just cast Jeffrey Combs as literally every character in the film. And number one. The movie was really nothing more than an attempt to reboot the Reanimator series, and it failed miserably. I know I kind of praised it for trying, but it failed, so I, I can't really praise it too much. While it might have been cool to see more of Herbert West reanimating the dead and getting into all sorts of weird shenanigans... Sometimes it's best to just let things end on a high note. And unfortunately, this movie kind of stole that high note away from Reanimator. So, yeah, fuck this film. Yeah, and it, it's sad because they had, they had three more films planned out. They had Beyond Reanimator, um, 
I can't remember what one of them was, but the other one was supposed to be like Herbert West was the personal doctor of the president of the United States, and then the president dies and he reanimates him, and shenanigans ensues. And yeah. after seeing this, I'm like, man, that would have just gone so wrong. Like, like it sounds like a fun concept, but like after seeing how they executed Herbert West reanimating dead prisoners. It, yeah, it's it's like I'm glad that this kind of did end and it didn't continue. It would have been been a lot like Ash versus the Evil Dead, where it's like, why is this a thing? It should have ended a long time ago, or at least not in this form. I think my favorite thing that uh, how Reanimator has continued on is uh, in comic books. A lot of comic books have featured Herbert West and his creations as the villains. Um, in certain story arcs, including um, Army of Darkness comics, at one point had him as a villain. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, check that out. Pretty, uh, pretty sweet. Uh, you know, we we didn't talk too much about the uh, the dialogue here, but let's give it ourselves a good old fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Um, I'll get us started off with uh, anything you say will be misquoted and taken out of context. She's not getting any fresher. This green shit rocks, man. I'm always the warden. Your powers of observation are dubious at best. I'm dead, and this is hell. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from Beyond Reanimator or anything you'd like to say about the film, leave it in the comments below. So, I think it's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a midline 5 out of 10. I gave it a surprising 4 out of 10. So, I have to say, Beyond Reanimator is a much less Reanimator version of Reanimator. It's like they missed the whole point of the first two films. In this one, it's mostly light-hearted, almost all comedy, and... None of the panache that made the first two films so fun. The characters and the story are dry, exaggerated, and just plain old drawn out. The only redemption this film has is Jeffrey Combs reprising his role as Dr. Herbert West, and also a rat versus zombie penis fight. It's just as ludicrous as the shark versus zombie fight from Zombie 2. And, you know, this movie is really only for diehard Lovecraftian fans out there. You know, if you don't want to see every Lovecraft film ever made or every film inspired by Lovecraft, then you can just pass this one right up. Otherwise, go for it. Beyond Reanimator is the final installment of Stuart Gordon's Reanimator series, and like most late installments, comes off as unnecessary and a failed attempt to cash in on a popular title. In the fashion of Jason Goes to Hell, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Halloween H2O, Beyond Reanimator attempts to restart the series by trying to retcon certain plot elements while pretending to be a legitimate sequel. The result, the result, as usual, was a colossal mess of inconsistencies, leaving only the most superficial elements from the original two films without the heart of what made those films so beloved in the first place. We find our protagonist, Herbert West, imprisoned in a federal jail after his former assistant, apparently turned him into the authorities for his illegal experiments. We never find out why Dan, a prominent character in the original films, would do such a thing, and Beyond Reanimator brushes off any details as as like that as unimportant. 
We're also provided with no explanation as to how West escaped escaped the cliffhanger conflict at the end of the end of the last film, Bride of Reanimator. Gifford Combs reprises his role as the mad scientist who continues his devilish experiments on whatever subjects he can gain access to within the confines of, of his small prison cell. However, everything changes for West when Dr. Howard Phillips uh, um, takes over as, as prison physician. Phillips had witnessed the power of West reagent serum as a child and since then has become obsessed with this, the science of reanimating the dead. Handing West his iconic syringe containing... The glowing green reagent, it's only a matter of time before West restarts his old experiments and the entire prison is thrown into chaos. The film plays out like a tip in the typical fashion that we've come to expect from this series. Characters die only to be used as test subjects for West and Phillips, who bring them back to life as, vic- as vicious mur- murderous monsters. The style blends graphic body horror with ridiculous slapstick comedy. While entertaining at times, Beyond Reanimator does little more than copy its predecessors and fails to further the story of Herbert West in any meaningful way. The absence of Stuart Gordon is obvious as the film feels more like a what-if scenario rather than a genuine attempt to further an existing mythos. The story is convoluted as as the majority of scenes serve little more than an excuse to get from point A to point B. For example, there's an ongoing joke about one inmate having, having a pet rat we see West experimenting on the rat, which serves as an all t- an all too predictable foreshadowing of the rat being reanimated as one of West West's experiments and eventually attacking its former owner. The characters in this film, save for Herbert West, were all one dimensional and failed to establish meaningful identities for themselves. Herbert West is deranged and lacking in social graces, as always, making him the sole source of entertainment. By comparison, the scenes without West. Well, uninteresting, took up far too much of the film's runtime, and took up far too much of the film's runtime. It was fun seeing seeing Jeffrey Combs reprise his his famous role one last time. However, the unoriginal plot and hollow performances by the rest of the cast simply couldn't keep up with him and ultimately dragged him down along with the rest of this film. Beyond Reanimator attempted to bring new life life to the Reanimator series, but unfortunately, the experiment was was a failure. It simply wasn't fresh enough. So, there you have it. A 4 out of 10 from Paul and a 5 out of 10 from me. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so normally we give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie and B-movie are the same, just of different standards and caliber. However, because it's Unnecessary Sequel Month, we just want to tell you exactly why this is unnecessary in comparison to the original film or, you know, the predecessors. And really, I mean, it comes down to with Beyond Reanimator is there is no more source material. The source material was all used up in Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator. What they didn't use from Herbert, uh, from, from H.P. Lovecraft's original story, Herbert West Reanimator, in the first movie, they used it in the second movie. So this was kind of just more like a fan fiction of Herbert West, and like Paul said, more like a what-if scenario as opposed to, like, true canon. Exactly. Like, between, like you said, between Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator, the entire story of Herbert West was told. There was no more story to tell without going in a completely different direction, which is something that should really be avoided unless you have a really good idea of how how to advance the story that's already ended. 
and also, I mean, in my top three, I said, you know, it had a decent amount of gore. However, when you look at the special effects and the amount of gore and craziness that went on in Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator, this doesn't even hold a candle to those. I mean, just the, the sheer amount of special effects used in those first two movies were fantastic and really hold up well, even by today's standards. And this one, it looks cheesy. It, a lot of, like, the disembodied parts and stuff look like cheap haunted house, you know, uh, props, and it just didn't have the same feel at all. It just felt really cheap, cheesy, and a chintzy knockoff of the original. Yeah, the, like I mentioned earlier, this film... What, this was really a comedy. The original two had some dark comedy, and, you know, they had some pretty decent jokes, but they were mostly horror films with just some dark comedic elements. This, I mean, this isn't necessarily a problem inherently. Like, if they were just poking fun at some of the more ridiculous aspects of Reanimator, that would be one thing, but... This is just going from one goofy scene to another, trying to get like cheap slapstick humor, humor jokes, most of which really weren't funny. The jokes in this uh, one lack any subtlety. Like, like most series that go on too long and inevitably fall into the hands of people who weren't involved in the original films or just tangentially involved, it was reduced to a few shallow elements and overlooked what made the original so good in the first place. And... Unfortunately, that's pretty much, what, from what I've seen, an inevitability when a series just continues on. Another reanimator film might have been interesting had they got, come up with a story worth telling, but since it wasn't really told to tell a good story, it was just kind of doomed from the start. Uh, and, I mean, that's, that's really all I have on you know why was, this was unnecessary. Yeah, I also felt that this film really didn't I mean, in the first films, Herbert was, he was trying to advance his, his, his um, experiments. He was trying to learn more. I mean, him decapitating Dr. Hill and, and reanimating just his head. It was trying to see, like, what, the re, what would happen if he just reanimated part of um, somebody's body. In the second one, he pieced, a, he pieced together a bunch of um, body parts from other people and tried to make a new person. And it was all kind of... It was all him advancing his his research and his experiments instead of just reanimating people people for the hell of it. I mean, Reanimator in in itself is a is basically a ref like has a lot of references and is heavily inspired by um, Frankenstein. And you know the fi the first two films definitely showed that as well. This one really didn't. It was inspired by. Reanimator, and it didn't do a very good job of it. it. Didn't have really anything to draw upon other than a film that came out um, several years years earlier. It it didn't have a lot of um, backing from gre from greater source material, and you can really show it. Really shows. It's kind of like the new Star Wars films, where as opposed to the original Star Wars films, which were based off westerns and old samurai films, they were based off older Star Wars films and exclusively that. Well, and as far as, you know, West 
furthering his research. This one does have the whole, like, electric, neuro, neutral energy, soul thingamajig, whatever that he does. But Which made no sense. Because it's unnecessary. Because in the original, when Dr. Hill comes back, he has his brain. He yeah. has his same personality. Nothing changed. He understands. So that tells you that there's no reason for this neutral energy electrical thing. It's just that some people come back and some people don't come back the same. Yeah, this was kind of like Herbert Herbert West's side quest or something like that. It was very unnecessary and it just felt like I mean I get that he was it was set in a prison so he ha- he didn't have access to all his uh research equipment but if that were the case just set the film in a different location set it where he was like a hermit in the middle of no in nowhere having performed experiments for 15 years or something like that that would have been kind of more interesting than this i i don't see why this film was made i mean i do get why they were trying to make reanimator into more of a series but it this film killed it and i think at that it's time to tell our friends how to drink away this flick drink away this flick Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time something about West's past is alluded to, take a drink. Number two, every time a syringe of reagent is used, take a drink. Number three, whenever the warden talks about himself, take a drink. Number four, anytime Raddy's eyes turn red, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's unnecessary sequel month, Anytime you feel like this movie is unnecessary to the franchise, take a drink. Every time someone is reanimated, take a drink. Every time you see the rat being experimented on, take a drink. Every time you see an amputated limb or body part, take a drink. Two drinks if that body part or limb becomes reanimated itself. And every time the warden pretends to be Dr. Hill and does a really shitty job at it, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the splick. If you have any comments on this film or anything else B-movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So, it's the end of week two here for us in July, Unnecessary Sequel Month. I'm just going to give a quick ranking. Uh, number two, The First Purge, unnecessary. Number two, one, Beyond Reanimator, also unnecessary. Yeah, I had the same ranking. Number two, The First Purge, don't watch it. Number one, Beyond Reanimator. I wouldn't suggest watching it, but it was between that and the first purge. Well, it's it's a safe bet to just go with Beyond Reanimator. So, how about next week? Let's get away from all this hubbub and go to a cabin by the lake where we can watch the 2001 sequel film, Return to Cabin by the Lake. Hooray! It's Judd Nelson time! Oh boy, I'm sure this one will be amazing. So until next time, friends. Be brave, be alive, and be back. For- <laughs>